Let's roll it, girls. Ready to take you on a pink hue journey through the Elvis's life and music. But hey, quick heads up, we're not experts, just Elvis-loving gals having a blast in the pink Cadillac. Our info might have a funky beat, but it's all about the fun, not the perfection. Picture us dancing in the back seat, sharing Elvis tales, interviews, and good vibes. Join our sisterhood of fans, share your Elvis stories, and let's roll together. So buckle up. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs. Hello, we're so happy that you are joining us on this beautiful August, well, by the time you're listening, September day. Yeah, we are filming this a little bit earlier, and then it'll be released sometime in September, but we are super excited for our guest today. Um, She is a huge Elvis fan, and she is a collector. We wanted to bring someone on who collects, because I feel like there's a lot of questions about collecting. How do you get into it? Like, I got questions about collecting. Like, I know literally nothing about collecting. Um, so we're excited to have Gloria on today and you guys will meet her in a little bit. Gloria is actually a friend that I met at the Priscilla event and she is our age. So it's so nice to talk to someone who collects that are in their twenties and can give us like a real perspective on how to collect on a budget, which I think is a major question that many of us have. Yes. A thousand percent. So victory, what has been going on with Elvis recently? Okay, so obviously we're sitting here and it's Elvis week currently and I'm having FOMO of missing out everything. I see everyone's stories and stuff and I want to be there so badly. It's so rough, but I just keep telling everyone, I'm like, go next year. Like we will, mm-hmm. there's no que- There's no questions. We will be there next year. I am not accepting that yep. I will not be there. So it's happening um it looks so much fun though if you did go to elvis week by the time this episode comes out i hope you had an amazing time i know i appreciate everyone who's like posting stuff because i'm like i'm living through you but um, literally it it looks amazing and i'm so excited to experience it next year i know 2024 we're coming sky and i are coming for you graceland and we hope to have a group with us to meet up with i think that would be so much fun all the cadillacs meeting up together i know that would be literally amazing I that's know. why everyone always asks like we should do like a graceland meetup and i'm like we should just all go to elvis week <laughs> you know what we should do you remember from greece the pink ladies is that what they were called the pink ladies yes. we should have jean jackets that say the pink cadillacs i know <laughs> iconic i would love that <laughs> amazing i love it so much all right well we're gonna move into our segment that we do every episode sky take it away welcome to cadillac confessions okay let's get this kicked off again thank you guys so much for sending in your emails you can send them into us at elvis in the pink cadillacs at gmail.com tell us your elvis yes. stories tell us it doesn't have to be your elvis story if you had a cool experience with anyone in the elvis world if you just like went to elvis week like tell us something share your stories share we your love stories. it trust me and longer the better <laughs> yes. everyone's always like i'm so sorry for such a long message i'm like you don't understand we love reading novels so yeah. send them. don't shorten your story you're totally fine do you want to nope. kick it off victory 
I will. So this email is from Alexandra. She just wanted to come on here and talk a little bit about all the Elvis things that she has been noticing since she's become a fan. So she says, I'm only 19 and I like a lot of us was not able to experience Elvis firsthand. However, I have noticed that every time I go somewhere, I always see something Elvis or Elvis coded. That's so funny. I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, for example, but I could be just walking into a restaurant and I see a picture of Elvis or something that reminds me of him. Actually, that happens a lot more now than I've ever noticed. He's, He's everywhere. everywhere. It's so <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I would like to think it's his way of showing that he sees us and is thanking us for our love. I truly just feel his spirit so often. I don't think I could ever felt closer with an artist ever. Even just random encounters out in public. I was going to go see a movie one time and just randomly out of the blue, this employee at the movie theater was talking about how he saw Elvis in concert. Amazing. He saw Elvis Presley in concert. Jealous. What? <laughs> it's always so random. And I truly feel like he's looking down at all of us and feeling so proud. Also random fact, but I used to be a competitive dancer. And I remember once doing a huge production at Vegas and remember having to do a segment for Elvis. And I was like to tell myself that that was a sign all along telling me I was going to be an Elvis fan. LOL. All in these experiences with truly with Elvis has truly been so beautiful, and meeting all of our Elvis girlies has been amazing. All my love, Alex. That Thank is you, Alex. so true. That is so true. Because like when I went to the Hard Rock Casino, I went in March before I saw the Elvis movie that summer of 2022, mm -hmm. and I noticed nothing Elvis there. And then I went back a few weekends ago, and I noticed everything You're Elvis like, Presley. Um, hello, yes. everywhere. Like I, I literally say that all the time. Like everything is Elvis coded. Everything is Elvis coding. Like he everything. started a revolution of everything. Like, and it carries was, out until today. Yes. And so I, I say, I literally say that all the time. I'm like, everything is Elvis coded. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Somehow. I freak out. Like I was watching um, the marvelous Miss Maisel mm -hmm. and in the background, cause it's based in the 1950s going to the sixties. And in the background, they were playing an Elvis song and my husband noticed it. And I was like, you are catching on. Well I done. I love that. Don't you love when they like catch on and notice things? You're like, yes. 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 I'm like, you I understand you. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for writing in. Next up is Dianelli. She said, hello, I love your guys' podcast and have been following you both on TikTok for a while now. Thank you so much. My name is Dianelli, but you can call me D. We'll go with D. Um, I wanted to give you guys a story on how I became obsessed with Elvis and my thoughts. Just like you guys, me and my family decided to go watch the movie when it came out. We did not plan to watch it. We randomly decided to when we saw the tickets for it online. Little did I know that this same movie would literally change my life. That's kind of like how my experience was too, D. So I love that. Everything happens for a reason. We would then go to watch it a total of seven times because of how good it was. Every time I watched it, it gave me chills. I had known of Elvis before and his music, but wasn't really a fan. The cinematic masterpiece changed that. I am currently 16 years old and Elvis is now a permanent figure in my life. A whole new generation of fans have been formed because of this movie and is the reason why you guys have this amazing podcast. Yes. Yes. I dressed up as him for Halloween and even bought all of his records. I plan to I go to that. Las Vegas to visit and stay in the International Hotel, aka Westgate. I truly love going on both of your lives on TikTok once in a while just to listen and connect with other amazing fans. This podcast is what I've been looking for and I look up to both of you. The story of how I just... So sweet. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I got so chills. Oh I know. Gosh. 
The story of how I discovered Elvis is very short, but I wanted to let you know there are a ton of us who have had the same experience and can relate. I wish the best for both of you in the podcast. XOXOD. D. I got chills. I got chills, like, on my legs. What the heck? Thank you so much for writing in, and I... It's crazy how one choice can literally change your life. Um, I know. One choice to go see a movie changed all of our lives, and so thankful and grateful to be here honestly i, I would i'm getting not, emotional i know victory's crying right now this is now the second time victory has cried on this podcast it's like i, I seriously like wouldn't change it for the world and um mm-hmm. now i'm gonna cry we're done <laughs> so right now you guys august has been a month for us that we have been just very busy with the podcast and mm-hmm. we have been contributing a lot of our own money and energy into this yeah. and a lot of big stuff is happening by the time you guys are listening to this you will already know some of the plans that are unveiling yeah and um it's it's been like day and night we have been working on this and doing this for you guys so it's just so encouraging to hear that in an email because it's just so much reassurance because sometimes we sit here and we're like are we doing this is this really going to like yeah. you know take off it feels and unreal. So, like, yeah. it, it just feels very, like, imposter syndrome. Um, I, like, am such a person who... I'm pulling like, out the Q-tip. Don't For those myself. of you watching. Don't I cannot. When she pulls out the Q-tip, it cracks me up because I've never seen anyone do that before. So you save your makeup. I'm definitely I know, it makes sense. Away. Like, that's so smart. Yeah. Um, I'm such a person who, like doubts myself and sometimes I just feel like so inauthentic and like I just worry about like all this suddenly going away which is like crazy because like that's what Elvis worried about like he was like no one's gonna remember him like he's never done anything meaningful in the world and it's like just gotta get that out of your head and just like we really appreciate the validation the research um because this is like full time for us guys this is our our own jobs too yeah we put I mean, in a I lot mean, of work. I wish. I yeah. wish this was our full time. Maybe one day, like God willing, maybe one that day. But right is now, a dream. yeah, yeah. Um, but thank you so much thank to you both so much. Alex and Dee. We appreciate yes. you guys. And don't forget to send in your emails. It'll be the email will be down below if you can't remember it. And Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs at gmail.com. Yes. There's also an email button on our Instagram, which yep. is at Elvis and the Pink Cadillac. So super easy. Well, that was our Cadillac Confessions, an emotional one. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. So now is the time. Um, our next guest. As I said before, you actually, mm-hmm. Victory, you introduced her. Okay. She's your friend. <laughs> of course. So Gloria is one of the first Elvis community friends that I made when I met Priscilla Presley back in January. And her story just fascinated me. She has so many unique experiences in the Elvis community. She grew up in this type of atmosphere. So not only is she a collector, but she has so many amazing stories to tell. And she's also getting married at Graceland. So, I know. And we, she's going to spill about yes, that. Don't worry. She is. <laughs> So I would love to welcome Gloria on the podcast. Yes. Welcome, Gloria. Welcome. Hi. Hi. We're so me. happy. Yes, well, of course. Oh, my goodness. You're one of the top people that came to mind when we first started this podcast. I was like, we're going to get Gloria on. <laughs> one of these days. Well, I'm glad to be here and finally chatting with you guys. And um, I'm so 
glad that this podcast exists because we needed something like this for the fans. And and for as a fan, let me just say thank you for making this because we all need a place to connect and this is it. So <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. I know we, you know we were just is? emotional earlier. <laughs> we were reading an email before yes. um, you hopped on and we, we got like emotional. So thank you. <laughs> I started crying. Sky started crying. Never going to cry again. Don't cry. No crying today. I promise. We have eyeliner on today. No. I, show her your trick victory so what i do i have a drawer full of q-tips right here and it, whenever i get teary-eyed i just go in and just start on the camera like this is my second time doing this on the podcast so i have that, never seen amazing. that before but i'm like um please this is amazing this is a great tip for all the makeup like, girlies i know when tears come i pull out the q-tip the handy dandy q-tip yeah. okay That's so it. gloria to start off how about you just tell us about your Elvis journey and like how you got here mm-hmm. and then we'll go into kind of like what being a collector is like. Totally. It's, um, you know, it starts everywhere differently for everyone, but really 2005 was it for me. Um, I live out in the country near uh, Buffalo, New York, and a lot of people don't expect that, but there's country land out here. And um, my mom would take me to church every Sunday and put on Elvis gospel. And that was really all I was allowed to listen to growing up, um, that and Johnny Cash. And um, just... I started watching Jonathan Rhys Meyers and when he did his first movie in like 2008 uh, about Elvis, I thought, oh my goodness, this guy is so cute and I am obsessed with him. And um, the the first, very first thing I ever collected of Elvis was actually this tin poster right here. Um, I bought it in 2006 in San Diego, California on a little shop on the beach. And um, I've had that in my bedroom ever since. I love that. Can I ask, do you remember what um, gospel album you would listen to? It was His Hand and Mine, which I have actually. I love that one. If you see my wall right here, I've got the poster. (laughs) There it is. I've actually been listening to um, Milky White Way all this week. I love that song. Yes. Such a good one. It um, really is. There's a song called Run On, which uh, it's a gospel song, but it's actually remade by Johnny Cash as well. So they made their own version of it. And so it's it's a really catchy song. Um, and yeah, just there's so much good gospel. I think if you listen to Elvis, you can you can tell that he appreciates his, his gospel a little bit higher. And he puts yes. so much more emphasis and emotion into it. And mm-hmm. like, But that's how he got started. So I mean, like, that's mm-hmm. his like way to his heart for singing. I feel like like, yeah. it's an emotional state when he's singing gospel. I feel like he's very vulnerable in a sense. The connection yeah. you feel. Uh-huh. And it's crazy mm-hmm. because I have never listened to gospel music before Elvis like at all. Like I'm just very like, I'm not like super religious, like I'm spiritual, but not super religious. And so I've never had to listen to that music. You know, I didn't grow up like going to church or temple or anything. And so Elvis, like when I started listening to his gospel music, I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is like so beautiful. I love his gospel album. He touched me. Like one of my favorite songs is I've got confidence and that's a gospel song. And like, Mm -hmm. if you like, if you would have known me, like you would have never guessed that that would be one of my favorite Elvis songs. Like, so I just, I I have such an appreciation for like his gospel music and I love it. Like you're saying, you can tell how much like his heart and soul is just in it. It's so beautiful. And in the movie, they depict it so well, right? When Mm -hmm. he goes into the tent and just is engulfed in that emotion and, you know, you think about Memphis back then. And, and like you said, you you don't hear gospel on the radio today. You don't hear those kind of songs out there. So we're not really talking about it as much. But when you listen to Elvis, that was what was the time period. That's what he was around. And mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, just you can see it was a part of his life, not just a side hobby or an appreciation. It was almost second nature yes. to him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like when he does the gospel number in the 68 special, like saved. <sighs> oh, beautiful. Lord. It's beautiful. I like everything oh. about that scene is beautiful. The people, the outfits, everything. <laughs> so they take I'm it like, so take long. me to church, Elvis. <laughs> right? You feel in it. And I'm like, you yeah. in the movie. I like, know. They did such a good job recreating, like, every detail. I got detail. so emotional during that scene, too. Got to bring another Q-tip out for that one. But <laughs> um, it's just, like, one of those things where I will start crying. That scene and the ending scene towards the Elvis movie where he's running towards a tent in slow-mo and they're showing him grow up. I'm dead. <laughs> I cannot handle that, dude. I cannot handle it. If I can be fine, pop. If I can dream, always makes me tear up. Like in the movie, no, literally. But but if I don't tear up for that, I will guaranteed start ugly crying for the ending. Like every every time. time. You think about Memphis, right? And that was the year MLK was shot, and in in Mm -hmm. that kind of area it was all gospel all church all that so he's hey how can i bring that to the mainstream media but share it in a song that's going to still cross over but show and so it was i think i if you can if i can dream is just one of the best songs that it really is yeah yes it was perfect like perfectly designed due to unforeseen circumstances like out of the control but it just came at the perfect time Mm -hmm. yeah did you see the new documentary gloria the reinventing elvis I did not know, but I have heard it's really good. I heard they're starting to air it like in theaters. Like you can go see it in the movies. So you were only, so some places it was interesting, like where I think most places in the U.S. it only aired on July 31st. At 2 p.m. Yeah. And then um, I think some places like in the U.K. it aired for like a couple more days after that, but it's coming to Paramount Plus on August 15th. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure that's the day, but it was like just watching that, like talking since we're talking about like the sixties. Yeah. Just watching that. Oh my gosh! And in watching the scene, and uh, if I can dream, it was just like so, so, so emotional. Beautiful. And they talk about the gospel number and like wanting to put in everything that Elvis wanted because they wanted yes. to make it about Elvis. And it was just, it was so beautiful and such a wonderfully done documentary. So if you had Paramount Plus, you should definitely watch it when it comes out. Absolutely. I highly recommend. Because yes, I know. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? I was like, Priscilla was there. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's actually yeah. only one frame you can see her in, just one. And you see her in the back of the row. And I saw it just the other day. And I was like, you you know, when you watch a 68 special, you can rewatch it four or five times and you'll catch different details here and uh-huh. there. But yes. yeah, I, I, it's a question I both want to ask her is, you know, hey. But the, well, the thing about the reinvented 68 comeback is they were sharing like scenes from the comeback that weren't aired on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so like, that was a really cool yeah. thing. Like they mm-hmm. showed, so there was like, um, there was obviously going to be like the intern's tapes. daughter. Yeah. So right? in, in memories, they showed there was two different people that were next to him in that scene than, than were shown on the actual special. So like the two people next to him that they showed in the documentary was, um, it, there was an intern who was the daughter of like the head of was it NBC or Universal? Is that the same thing? I'm like, it's the same thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, that's not the same thing. Um, it was the inter- the daughter of the owner, and so she was like right next. She was like this close to him. I'm like, oh my god. Like, still not over that. To be honest, it's um, such a powerful scene yeah. too, just to hear them talking about it and like relevant timing. Yes, yes, and that's why. Sorry, that's why I brought it up was because you were talking about with MLK. 
um, I liked in the documentary how they gave a lot of history background they to did. what was happening during the time, which I feel like sometimes we don't get that when we talk, talk about Elvis. We don't think about what was happening in history. Um, so I really appreciated that they really went in depth about like, this is what was going on when this special was being recorded in this whole year. So I thought that was really cool that they included that. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. I love just like, this is the time and you can impact in this way. And Elvis was almost trying to unify the country in a, in a time when it's falling yeah. apart. And I mm-hmm. really appreciated that because that's not, that's not a side you see very often. And like mm-hmm. you, like we talk about the fans, um, you know, the generation that was able to see Elvis, you know, they, they know what happened in history, but folks like you and I, who maybe have never lived in that time period, we're not able to sometimes mentally relate. Okay. Well, yes. this serious occurrence happened in the same time frame that Elvis was here. So, yep. you know, that movie, it, I feel like it's like two different dimensions when I think about it. When I think about yes. the traumatic events that happened in 68 and then Elvis Presley, I feel like it's on two different universes. But that comeback yes. literally was like a symbol of hope for America. Like Elvis Presley mm-hmm. standing up, the guy who stayed out of politics and did not get into the rough housing of that area finally said something and it gave that beacon of hope for mm-hmm. America. I yeah. feel like a thousand percent. Well, turning around from this, I, I really want to know about. Just collecting in general, because I feel like as a new fan, Elvis memorabilia, Elvis merch is such like a big thing. And it, it kind of is like this huge thing that people are like, I don't know how to tackle this. Like, I don't know. How do you even authenticate something? How do you know where it's, know. When it's from, you know? So, so much research. Yeah. I guess like, how did you get into it, Gloria? And like, what is your advice, essentially? Mm-hmm. So like starting <laughs> off like as a new beginner. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you like the very first time it actually started. Um, I And it was not related to Elvis in a sense, but I was featured in a Katy Perry movie in 2012 and I got to go to her tour and I got to meet her, but she took the jacket off her back and gave it to me. It was her tour jacket and wow. I kept it and it was, <laughs> I have it in my room in the other room. And so what I, what I started to do is I go, okay, I'm going to start collecting these memorabilia pieces. And so I, mm-hmm. I started to learn at a young age, hey, there are going to be people that are going to create items that are fake. You need to be able to distinguish them and you need to be able to, you know, find them out. And, um, you know, that really sparked my interest in, hey, I can collect something Elvis. But I started to realize, and I think a lot of younger fans will notice, either Elvis memorabilia is stored in a museum or it's in the Hard Rock Cafe somewhere around the world, or it is very expensive. And so what yes. can we possess that? not already taken or we can afford at the same time. So I've started to kind of dwindle down into what's my price bracket. So really like the, the first thing I would ever say to anyone wanting to collect is you got to start with what can I afford? What's my limit? So um, I started off very small, like, Hey, I, I don't want to spend over a hundred dollars on something. And so that's where you can start getting vinyls. And um, I could even show, you know, a couple of vinyls that I picked up that like, for example, like this is the Christmas uh, 45 and it this is one of the rarer ones that you can find but this right here it cost me $80 and so if someone wants to start really small you could go to your record shop find one that's probably even in better condition and then mm-hmm. you know just start like that and that's how I started really small just getting little rare 45s um, which I, yeah. I'm happy that you mentioned that starting small because I feel like when you think of memorabilia you think of like oh something's gonna be a thousand dollars and yeah. like to a regular person a thousand dollars is so much money like yep. no one yep. wants if you like just have a you're living paycheck to paycheck no one can pay for that you know yep. so yep. i'm happy that 
you like are mentioning like budget friendly, but you could still collect, you could still t- start your collection. You don't have to spend a thousand dollars on something that Elvis owned. You could start by getting vinyl, which I think a lot of us, that's the yeah. way that we started. Now, vinyls, looking yeah. for those vinyls, not only can you find them at antique shops, but where have like other places you've discovered these valuable Elvis possessions? Yeah. So one of the cool pl- things I always do, every city I visit, I go, let me find your best rated record shop. One that's just got all the junk. You don't want to go to a record shop that's brand new because really they're just going to give you the stuff that they're selling down at uh, Urban Outfitters, like the same mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. I, there's actually, and I would really recommend this, the biggest uh, vinyl store in the country is here in Rochester and it's called uh, Record Archive. And wow. you you go in there and it's just everything you can find of Elvis. And so I started combing through all I could find. And really, um, I went to Toronto, down in Miami, they have a bunch of beautiful ones. And so you go in, talk to folks. And that's another big thing. If you're interested, a lot of these owners of these stores, they themselves are kind of getting older into retirement and they're looking to give their collections away. So um, I just came from, and I'll, I'll give their name out, Bob Shop Records down in Monroe Ave in Rochester. I went down there and the guy goes, you know, you came in with such a great smile. I found this and I thought of you and I think maybe you'd want it. And um, it was a bunch, I just bought it and I could show you guys. It's a bunch of Japanese Elvis records that yes. um, it was the yes, first please. time. <laughs> I haven't even opened it yet, but um, essentially <laughs> I'll show this to y'all. Um, it was the first time Elvis was ever released in Japan and it's Heartbreak Hotel and Love Me Tender. Um, they're in, this oh my gosh. in Japan, out of all places, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. What the heck? So they're heavy too. So these are not regular records. These are forty five. Seventy eights. You cannot play on a regular record player. They are older. They're actually wow. they are, they're thicker, and they almost feel like a metal disc. Um, so this is before they, the actual record player. This is before the record player. You're if you. This was, I would say, the last few, Bing Crosby and Elvis were the last few to be made on a, 40, on a, on a 78. Wow. So, this is so how old are these? This oh. right here. Let me see if I can zoom in on that. It's got a little Japanese record on it, but I'm um, trying to get you guys some pictures. Yeah, oh, there it goes. No, it just did it. But, so, oh, my goodness. Fall. Yep. So this is um, so... 1957. So 1957 57 and it's never been played and I've got two of them so I've got never been played never been played love me tender and then heartbreak hotel and then I was the one is on the back so these are the first releases to Japan of Elvis ever known um can it make think like how did it make yeah how did it make its way to Rochester New York is what I want to know Oh, someone had know. to travel over with it you know yeah. what i mean someone had to have come to america with it or something that's, that's wild it's crazy to think about and so my, my my thing is you know you always find something somewhere and you always open up a conversation so you know you go to these stores and these guys want to talk to you they want to get to know younger fans so open up to them a little bit say i'm elvis fan do you have anything about this and i can guarantee you they'll talk to you for hours and that's just how literally all of these possessions i've come across have landed in my lap it's just conversations just talk to folks mm, connections and just being nice yeah, yeah. i feel like we're almost so scared to open up to these people because we don't want to be judged for also being new but i'm sure they love to like teach us and they're so willing to be kind to us that's the biggest thing they're, they're willing to teach and you know even today i'll tell you I, I picked out a record and i wanted it he goes now put that one back it's too scratched up let me get you a better copy and i'm just like 
Oh, oh my gosh. You made a best friend. Yeah, but it's it's, and it's 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 a good thing to 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 ask. And the poster I wanted to show you guys, I guess, is like the creme de la creme is obviously the jailhouse rock poster. Um when I went to the record archive, which I told you guys about, they had this poster there for 25 years. No one ever bought it. No one ever even thought twice. And it was gathering dust. And I said, I think this is real. And I bought it on a whim, sent it off to the Elvis Presley Boulevard pawn shop, who was another really great resource. It, and um, I, I sent it out and they authenticated it. And so this is, this is real. So I've got it right here. It's a big boy. Um, yeah, can you show explain us. this before you show it? Can you explain us like the... Um specialty behind it what makes it so unique yes so yeah so jailhouse rock you got to imagine we weren't we were just post-war in america there wasn't a ton of uh resources to put together posters like they did not have mass printers like we have today there were three colors rgb you know red green blue and you'll see actually i'll show you the markings on the poster where they have to overlap the stamping every time and you can see it's almost off mark a little bit on each corner so it's a poster they only have on record 12 of existence today and um one of them is hanging in the smithsonian oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> hello and you, and you got one of them off a not whim. the smithsonian like I okay <laughs> here we this go friends this is the big oh, boy oh my gosh she is a beauty she is grace for those of you who aren't listening she's showing us the actual poster right now yes so yeah, the only and, marking, yeah. yeah, the only thing it's got is just a little bit of a, of a stamp there, a little bit of a, a I think a tear. Someone put some tape on it, but I took it in and authenticated. And I'll show you guys those markings, which I was just telling you about in the corners. You see those plus marks? Yes, I see it. Mm -hmm. That is where they have to line up on every corner, the mapping because the ink was only three colors back then. It was wow. only red, green, blue, and whatever they could mesh in the middle was just a mix. So I never knew this. Mm -hmm. We will definitely, um, guys. Whenever we drop this episode, we will make yeah. sure to to post a segment on Instagram. Post uh, pictures yeah. of yep. her stuff, and we'll post it um, so you guys could see it like up close. If you're not able to watch, or if you you're not seeing it very clear, because um, we definitely want to be able to get clear photos of this for you. Of guys, course, so. yeah. I'll send you guys everything. And Skylar, are you in Phoenix? Yes. Okay, I was going to show you this actually. So I forgot I actually had this. It's in the official tour poster for the Phoenix show. Oh my God. No, you're kidding. Oh, it, look, it says Phoenix, Wednesday, September 9th. That's coming up. Oh yes, it is. He came here in 1970. Ooh. I can start crying. Yep. No, I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> I saw Phoenix and I was like, that's where Skylar's at. There is something like so wonderful of thinking of Elvis in the place that you grew up and that you lived, you yes. know, like it is, I do this all the time. I always, he came to Arizona, like, I want to say like three times maybe. So not counting his movies. Cause he filmed a lot of movies here. Um, but it, I always look up photos of like the concerts and like what happened because I'm like, that's home. Like just thinking of him, like being in my area is so crazy to me. So thank you so much for showing that. Like that's seriously so special. No, of course. And I honestly, if I find another, I will definitely send that your way. And I, I please, I, yeah. And the last, she's like a little Elvis fairy. She's pulling <laughs> things out. From she's like Elvis Santa. She's literally <laughs> Elvis Santa. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm all these Elvis things in my house. I have um last. So you guys know this picture, right? 
Yes. Oh, yes. I love that this photo. Is, this is the official print from the actual photographer. This is the actual photo oh. that was printed. I have the only copy of the official. Oh, my so gosh. I love the Tupelo Homecoming Festival so much. Yes. And I have to say, like, my friend and I are we're obsessed with like the velvet shirt that he wore and we have always been like who has the velvet shirt and please put it on display like we like joke about like knocking down their door like give us the velvet shirt like I want to see it up close so badly because it's not at Graceland it's not it was sold and I was like no and one of them is cut like what somebody chopped the bottom half of the shirt. I can't remember which one it is. Why There's, would they do that? I don't know. I think it may be the red one that this happened to because he wore a red one and a blue one. Um, because one night we just like went deep diving into like, okay, where's the shirt? Where was it sold to? What does it look like? And yeah, someone literally chopped it up like a crop top. I said, okay. <laughs> And, and this is why I say, you know, as a collector, like the big, the, the big thing I'm kind of focusing on is preserving. I, I think our generation mm-hmm. is very much on like the quick track, like, hey, what can get me viral? And I think destroying things, jumping in Elvis's pool, disrespecting his things, that's not gonna, that's not what he would want. And that's not how mm-hmm. we should respect his things, you know? So as, as a collector, I always like to say, you know, you're possessing something that someone else has put a lot of love and, and thought into. So definitely take care of those things you know don't go topping them exactly especially if you own something directly of elvis's like you don't know it's like when people say like oh if the walls could talk like if that item could talk you have no (laughs) idea where that item has been like that item has seen things like it could have been on him it could have been sitting on his dresser like it's it's so important to preserve things um and i'm my only Oh, sorry. No, you're good. I'm just gonna say I'm so grateful that we get that, you know? Mm -hmm. My only thought for, again, cutting things up is to sell it for a double the price, to sell the top half and stop the bottom half, like for double the money. I mean, that's the only thing that's coming to mind is to get more bank out of it. The thing is, is that no one knows like where, where where it went. Like it just, they found it cut. And so no one knows (sighs) if like, if it was cut, like, when Elvis had it, or if someone had it, and then it was cut, um, I don't know, I just went into, like, a random deep dive last night, my friend and I, we were talking about it, and she loves the Tupelo shirts, and I love them, too, because I love 50s Elvis, and, like, just the velvet, and that show in general is just so special, and so we were just like, where are these shirts, and can we get them to Graceland immediately, I want to see this in person, like... Yes, Julian Julian Auctions. I would definitely recommend is another website you guys should check out. They sell all of the clothing that comes from the movies, um, and they did all past Elvis stuff. Um, wow! But theirs theirs definitely do get up there to like twenty two, twenty five thousand. I think I saw a couple things get up there. So, <laughs> yeah. But keep an eye out. Those things That's are crazy. the best. And you can always bounce it back to Elvis Presley uh, Pawn Shop, who is who they obviously have a whole understanding of things. They document so. Um, I'm very thankful that they obviously officiated mine and said, hey, like, you're good, but that is amazing. And it's worth $10,000, your poster, right? Between five to 10. So it's, there's only one, yeah, there's only one in the market right now out of Dallas and it's from a collector and uh, he's got it for five grand. And I don't think anyone's going to pay that money, but oh, have fun with that. I'll keep it forever. Yeah, you got a deal on it. You got a deal on it too, girl. They did not know what they had. You came in and scooped it up. Not. And and the poster was completely covered in mud and like the, the, the actual frame 
had been sitting there for 25 years. So it had dust and all this stuff over it. I restored it with like lemon water and like all that. So sometimes you have to deep down a little bit, you know, you gotta. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's crazy. Oh my goodness. Is there like anything else that you feel like is one of your like prized possessions that you own? Yeah. So the final, I mean, big, like last thing I kind of have, I went to Graceland actually last year tomorrow for this. I had to pick it up. They wouldn't let you ship it. It was weird. But, um, wow. and it's at, so it's kind of funny. I'll, I'll tell you guys this. Um, there are, a, there's a record box that came out in 1971 and they're very rare to find, but keep your eyes peeled if you go around the country and inside of them came a swatch of Elvis clothing. Now, over time on eBay, I don't, I wouldn't really take my luck. It, the only reason why I trust mine is because it has an officiation by, uh, by Graceland on the back and it's sealed. But this is the one that I purchased from Graceland. And um, it's a swatch from Clambake, um, the jacket wow. that he's wearing in the picture. Wow. And, uh, it came with the Sapphire collection, which are a set of records um, that were just released uh on these and they're and so on the back this is what they look like it's got a picture of him they're beautiful they're so beautiful i love the color of it i haven't played them just yet but i will show you so they they only made 500 of them um and you had to go to graceland to pick them up came with like a a year-long pass to graceland um which i sadly cannot fulfill that but um Right. I, I said to Austin, I'm like, I don't know how they're gonna expect me to use this all the time, but I'm gonna use it once. But um I got number one ninety eight out of five hundred and so that's wow. really just that's my favorite like piece where it's um you know, Graceland's making it accessible for fans to join on the ride, right? Like this is a new creation, mm-hmm. this is a new item. Mm-hmm. You you if you're willing to be a collector, you can start on something like this. This um yeah. this whole box set was six hundred. With oh, that's the very affordable. That's yes. very affordable. You get a lot for to... what you're, yeah. what you're mm-hmm. paying, essentially. It's an investment, but like it's worth it in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Completely. Yeah. It's absolutely. And you know what? Um, that's that's where fans can start. Graceland does their own auctions. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but definitely look into them because they mm-hmm. they make it like, hey, you know, we have many. There's only so many things they can put on display, and I bet Elvis had a whole range of things that you know duplicates of of, and why not? So. Um, when you think of all the things Elvis has owned in his 42 years of living, like, you know, like, could you imagine what someone can accumulate, especially in something like Graceland? Graceland, yeah, go in, Graceland seems small, but when you still think about it, Graceland is this huge, like, house. So, like, yeah. I can't even imagine some of the stuff that. And I want to understand after he passed, how did his stuff get everywhere? Like, literally everywhere. So Elvis, so Priscilla, when she sold, when when she opened Graceland, they were in debt a bit, and they did not have a lot of capital to play with. So instead of selling away Elvis's rights to his music and really the possessions of Graceland, she said, "Okay, let me give away a few items and sell them at high price, so then I can turn that around and put it right back into Graceland." So I kind of see why she did it, but at the same time, a lot of stuff did dwindle. So um mm-hmm. like she did you know she was um the day before we met her uh victory she was in jacksonville selling elvis's uh plane oh wow yeah. oh was it the she one was... that was found like randomly no so, like i know what you're talking about it was in the desert okay. right yes yeah that one was claimed and they're refurbishing it but it was a it was a black line jet that he had owned a very small one and she 
went there and was there to auction it off and ended up selling it. So um, that was the day before, wow. actually. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and I remember the girl who was interviewing her. What was her name? She was au- she was also like an auctioneer. She auctioned Bridget. a lot of things off. Yes, for Brigitte, Brigitte. Yeah, <laughs> she is very well known too for um, owning a lot of Elvis stuff and selling it too. She actually has her own auction house that is almost... Yes. Pl- I think she almost is exactly what we're talking about. I think she is yes. directly part of Graceland and like gets the yeah. items. So yeah, it was very interesting. That was a really cool mm-hmm. event. That Definitely. was really cool. Yeah, why don't that- you guys talk about that, honestly? Because I would, I think a lot of people, one, would love to know about that because a lot of people know that when you think of victories, a lot of people think of Priscilla. So yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get into that since we have the both of you guys here and you both mm-hmm. experienced it. It was a very intimate meeting. That's how I met Gloria was at the event. We were the only two youngest people there. Uh, it was a very interesting crowd, very nice, but just a lot of people from different walks of life that were there. And I think what stuck out to me the most is there was not a lot of people. So you really felt like you were having like a one-on-one conversation with Priscilla. Gloria, yeah, what was your take it, on it? I loved it. Honestly, uh, I did not make as, I mean, for victory, it was more like, let's get in the car, go 10 minutes down the road. Um, and I was very jealous of that. For me, I had to get on a flight and fly out of Buffalo that same morning, flew all the way down to Orlando. It was it was great. My adrenaline was pumping um, and the wine was great. And I felt by the second glass, the whole night was fuzzy. So it was good. The wine was great. I love that so much. And when when was this? When did you guys do this? This January January 8th. Okay. Yeah, it was a week before Lisa passed away. And I remember... So this was on Elvis's birthday? It was... January it was it was what early is- January it was a week before Lisa passed though okay oh okay. wait hold on a second Elvis's birthday is January 8th hold on a second what yeah. day did we go to yeah what day did we go to that I'm I'm fogging because it's almost been a year since I've met I was her. January 5th 5th okay sorry Amazing. we were, we were close. close okay close. I was like did you guys do anything for his birthday with her no, like oh my gosh no. <laughs> that's they, why it was just sticking out to me they were like a sponsoring like the wine at that vineyard so yes. they kept just pumping us with these glasses and they're like have another <laughs> the, gla- the bottles were like 180 dollars, so we were just drinking like really expensive wine all night for free it was crazy i love that their I water was that. great i don't drink so their water was fabulous was like, give me the water i was like thinking that in my head i was like wait victory doesn't drink <laughs> i did it i was at the bar and the guy's like what do you want and i was like water he's like are you serious and i'm like sprite <laughs> right who, who was with us? I, I, I keep forgetting her name because I haven't talked to her in a very long time. Um, Christy? Is it Christy? Yes, it was Christy. We met another friend too. She lives in Florida. Her name's Christy and she was just a hoot and a holler. She grew up in Memphis. So it was really cool to hear her stories of wow. growing up in Memphis and being a young girl and remembering Elvis and the day that he passed. And just like she had so many stories of just neighbors yeah. that would tell her stuff about Elvis Presley. And maybe Victor Everyone at that event had a story of their own. So there was a lady there as well. Yes. With it. She had a ticket. She saw Elvis in Orlando when she was a child in 56. Uh-huh. She had a ticket with her. So she had Priscilla it sign it. Crazy. Yes. I, Priscilla was like, I got goosebumps seeing that. Like, it was just so cool to see Priscilla's reactions firsthand to these stories that people were telling her. Yeah. And to, to be able to almost ask her those questions, maybe like on the top of your head, you were thinking and just have that intimate moment with her. I mean... Like, I don't even remember what I said, but it was just, it was, she was so sweet. And you really just yes. felt like, hey, you know what? This is worth it. Everything that I understood. I have, I've heard this weird quote throughout my life. Like, you don't want to meet your idols. Um, and 
oddly meeting yeah. her was like, I'm happy I'm here. I'm really happy to have done this. Yeah. I was so yeah. happy because like, I mean, just the friendships and the community that was there too. I, I left that night in tears again, did not have a Q-tip with me, but <laughs> I was crying in the car. I was just mm-hmm. so emotional. Like I, I felt like I went home like on a high. It was like this rush. Like I couldn't get past that I was there. It's like, yeah. have you heard of the, um, the things of people going to Taylor Swift concerts and they don't even remember going? Oh, yeah. Because they're, like, yes. so high in adrenaline. That's almost how I felt. Serotonin, yeah. Yes. This is, like, why – I was actually talking about – that's funny you bring that up. I was talking about this the other day with some friends. Um, boosting your serotonin, you're so happy in a moment, right? And the next day you're down for, like, two days. And you're like, I have post-concert depression or I have post-Graceland depression. And a lot of people don't realize it's because when you're so happy in a moment, like you're using all of your serotonin at once. It's just pumping throughout your body and you're like, I'm so happy. I love everyone. Literally. This is the best day ever. And the next day when you wake up, your serotonin is depleted because you use so much. And so that's like essentially why post-concert depression, like why you feel so drained the next day because you're like, it's over. Like, now I'm sad. And it's, it's, you were so happy. And now it's like, it, it happens all the time. And I always hear people say post Graceland depression. I'm like, it's true. Like you go it's to Graceland so and you are like, so in awe and you're so overwhelmed by you're literally in the place that he lived and you read in these stories and then the next day and it's over and you're like, what just happened? Like, was that real? Was yeah. That real? It's crazy. <laughs> The energy, Crazy. I think, as well in Graceland is like top notch. Because I'm very, I'm not, yes. I'm not as religious. I think we talked about that, but yes. I am very superstitious and very spiritual. And I, I like yes. to go in there. You can just feel his energy. You're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, gone. He's right. He's, yeah. he's going to come down the stairs in a second. Like, it yeah. Means- it's it's crazy like when you go in there, you just feel like a static of like love in there, and you're like, okay, this energy is amazing, and and that's like. Really- yeah. It's crazy because, like, again, I've never been to Graceland, but, like, even being, like, next to Priscilla, there was, like, something in that environment, too, that was, like, did you feel it, too, Gloria? Like, it was very, yeah, it was very, like, different. Like, you walked into the room. It was, like, oh, like, someone's following her. Yeah, like, it it was interesting. And it was just so surreal seeing the eyes that Elvis Presley looked into and fell in love with. You know what I mean? Like, those are the eyes of, like who looked at Lisa Marie when she was a baby. Those are the eyes that looked at Elvis when yeah. they first fell in love and got married on their wedding day. Like those are the eyes that witness things that we will never be able to witness. And yeah. Baz Luhrmann, Baz released a really great quote tied with that Riley interview that came out with Vanity Fair. And she, and he said, there's only two American great families. There's only two Royal American families. Yes. The Kennedys and the Presleys. Mm-hmm. That's it. There are Royal families really. So yeah. we were meeting like the queen of rock and roll right there. And that's, yep. I mean, I, get, I still get chills when I think of it because it was a moment in life I don't think we'll, we'll ever be able to repeat, but we'll always remember, right? Yep. No, seriously, that night was so different and we will never be with a group of people again. It will never be that time or place. And it will, I'm going to, I mean this in the kindest way. It was before Lisa passed away. So right. obviously everything was in a different yeah mindset and shift yeah. then like it was never going to be the same again no I said, to my, I said to my father i said you know would would it, hypothetically would priscilla have actually done that event if she knew she only had a week left with her daughter now you know i don't think you know like just the, the whole range of time now has changed and so i hope you know whatever priscilla does she takes care of herself because mm-hmm. at the end of the day she's all that we've really 
got to depend on at this point. And, you know, she's got to take care of her grandkids and, you know, Riley's got to look over. So she's yeah. busy. Very Which busy. I'm yeah. so, I, we actually forgot to talk about, talk about this at the beginning when we were talking about some Elvis stuff that's been happening this week um, before you hopped on, Gloria. But if you have not read the Vanity Fair article yeah. with Riley, it is fantastic. And like we said, this episode will probably be releasing in September. So it's been a while yeah. now since it came out. But it is such a fantastic article to read it gives you a look into who Riley is and she's so human and she's just I could just like the Lisa energy even though I was reading this online it was just exuding from the oh my completely phone. I was like this is so like she is her mother's daughter like she is like her twin I feel like and I just love her energy and I'm so excited to see what she's going to do with Graceland and I just I feel like she's gonna bring a new edge to it yeah, for sure yeah I'm very excited to see where Riley goes with this because she completely yeah. respects her grandfather and her mm-hmm. mother and I don't think she wants yeah. to do anything to tarnish the legacy but she's just gonna revamp it just like Baz came and revamped Elvis for the new generation mm-hmm. I think she's gonna do the same so excited and, so I'm, yeah. and her her naming her daughter Tupelo is so special Oh, you're so, so cute. Stop. Oh, my That God. is such a genius meme. And I was like, mm-hmm. when I saw it, I go, oh. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I know. And, like, it was so funny because in the article, she's like, I did it before the movie came out. And it was like, oh, my God, no one's going to ever know this name. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the movie came out and she was like, oh. <laughs> it just makes sense. It just yeah. makes sense. Oh, so, yeah. But which... For me, I found out, which a lot of people found out, um, at least his memorial, that she had a daughter. And when her um, yes, when coming her off the plane was um, saying the speech, and they mentioned like, "I hope I can be like half the mom you are to me to my daughter," so, something along those yeah. lines. And I remember watching it, and I'm like, like we had no idea right, she was a like baby? a newborn, like, yeah. a newborn, like new, and then. Yep. There was some stuff that came out in the future saying that her the baby's name might be Tupelo. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that is so special. And then getting the confirmation about it in this article, I was like, that's so cool. And I so yeah, beautiful. we wish Riley all the best. The we best of luck big and all Riley the love. Fans, and yes, I'm excited to see what is in store for the future. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Graceland, Gloria, you're planning something really big to happen at Graceland. Do you like kind of mm-hmm. want to yeah, let's talk yeah. about it. Just a little bit. Just a, <laughs> a it's little not a big deal or anything. It's not a big deal or anything. I'm just going to like go get married at Graceland a little. So Yeah, like, have, what the heck? I originally heard about it because there's a picture of Lisa and Riley in there when they had just built it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't know they have a chapel at Graceland. So I went and looked into it. And when we went in August, um, Austin proposed to me in front of the house. And so I said, you know what? Fine, we will do this. And so... Um, really the plan is to have our wedding at Graceland and we're going to do like a big thing, maybe rent out the, the mansion for a tour and, and show friends really some, some cool sides of it. I really want to make it also an experience. Like, you know, I have many friends who my, my, like my boss and the people I work with who will come and they don't know Elvis. Maybe they don't know the history, but I want to be able to show them that same emotion that he brings me and the appreciation and not just make it a wedding, but more of an experience, a vacation for everyone to really walk away and go. I know who Elvis is by the end of this, and I know he was a damn mm-hmm. good man, and that's that's what I'm trying to get across. That's so special. Have you like started booking anything yet, or is it still in like the early like idea stages? So I was telling Victory, I think we Austin and I do need to take a trip uh, to go kind of look it over and start kind of putting the date down. But we're kind of confirming 2025. I know looks like a long ways away, but remember, guys, we're almost in 
we're almost in January, yeah. so it's almost 2024 How? already. <laughs> yeah. How is time passing so fast? I don't understand. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's like, a, that's a good amount though, a year, especially for what you're planning and wanting to do. It's going to be a lot of details and everything. Do, do you have a color scheme? Like, how does that go about like starting the beginning process of planning a wedding at Graceland? Like, that's crazy to me. I, th- I think I started with the time season, right? So I go at uh, the time of the year and I said, you know, I, I think I want to do it in the fall. I want to do it when the colors are maybe a little darker. And uh, from there, I just picked like a red and white kind of look. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to go very traditional. I think I'm going to go a little bit um, like a red dress, maybe like a right, like a beautiful really velvety. Kind oh, but that's of very thing. Elvis. That's very I Elvis. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, y'all get there when we do the dress try on. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I love that you want to do fall too. I feel like fall in Memphis will be so beautiful. Because when I was at Graceland in January, I saw all the leaves on the ground, which is something that we don't see here at all in Arizona. And so I was just like having the time of my life, like jumping in the leaf pile and like kicking them. And I was like, I didn't get to do this as a kid. Like I literally took some, I took like three leaves from Graceland and I put them like in a book. And so like, and I forgot I did it. I was actually, um, I was on live one night and I was showing people like, oh, this is my Langsky bros book that I got at Langsky's. And um, I was flipping through the book to show the people the photo. And then all of a sudden a leaf falls out. And I was like, oh, everyone was like, what, what was that? And I was like, oh my God, I forgot that I did this. And I forgot that when I packed my stuff to come back to Arizona, I put the leaves in the book to flatten them and like keep them safe. And then all of a sudden I'm flipping another page and another one falls out. And I was like, I forgot. I, I got like three of them. And so then I, was like, I was on live, like what is happening? All these leaves are just coming out of this book. And like, so I, I just like my little keepsake from like, Oh, like I brought Graceland home with me, but I remember just seeing like, it, it was so beautiful in the winter. Like I can't even imagine what it's like in the fall. Yeah, the winter. I love how they do the whole setup with the the Christmas stuff. And, I, and one thing I yes. didn't know until recently was the Christmas decorations they put up are quite literally the same than when Priscilla yes. drove through those gates. Yes, right? yes. So that's, that's why I want to go. Yeah. That's why I want to go in December. He oh has like um, a nativity scene that is the same. Um, there's also the Merry Christmas. I think it says Merry Christmas Elvis. That's the same that was put up. Um, the same tinsel that he used this, i'm pretty sure the same tree i think same ornaments um and then when you go through there's a ton of presents that lisa got as as a child during christmas that are sitting in the jungle room and it's super cool and i really recommend anyone to go during um the winter time i think christmas for them kind of goes end of november to january 8th is when they um yes. take it down that's where he would normally take it down they keep yes. it up the amount that elvis kept it up yes oh. exactly and when i was there i will say it was not busy it was not like it was that's really peaceful and i so i really recommend i went december 8th through the 12th i really recommend going beginning of December I feel like a lot of people don't go in December because it's just so hard to travel in December mm-hmm. that's um, a good thing go but, when it's not busy if yes. you're wanting to take pictures if you want like those really aesthetic-y kind of pics in the cat and like the home you have to go because like it, the thing that really irritated me was when I went in August and I it was just very quick it was the day he died when we went unfortunately I didn't realize that um it was so busy I mean, so, every yeah. picture, I was trying to color people out of them, you know? So go when no one's there, really, if you want to So you experience. went during Elvis week then? Yes, I've been twice. So I went uh, I went during COVID, 
actually. Okay. That was my first time, and I looked like a boy, so I had short hair, and I was very different looking at that time. Um, <laughs> so we'll never see those pictures. But yes, it was. No one was in there. They literally said we have over two hundred and fifty people a day, uh, every every couple hours that come through this house, and we've had maybe two hundred and fifty people all week. So we were walking wow. around the house all by ourselves for hours. And so that was the first time I really got to spend time. But last wow. year we went on the day he died and mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was, I, it was very fast. It was, and then we had, we were staying in Nashville. So we had to drive back that night. So I really didn't have a ton of time, um, but it was, it was an experience. And since we're talking about Christmas things, the last thing I forgot to show y'all was I own the Christmas album. And yes, if you go online, this is, if you look at the top 10 most sought after Elvis records, this is number four. This is the, one of the hardest. And I will show you for the first time what it yes, looks like. please do. So if you look at the back, it's almost mint how that is. Oh my gosh. And most of these are destroyed. And then the binding is still perfect as well. You can still see it says Elvis Presley on it. Which is I mean, so rare. Just, you never so get binding mm-hmm. that's like perfect anymore. Not from that time era. Now what's mm-hmm. weird about this album the only Elvis album that actually comes with a photo book in some So this is what it looks like. I've actually seen a picture of Elvis autographing this in, in Beverly Hills, but it comes with a book. Pictures. Oh my gosh. Wow. This is, this is original from the 50s. So really, you'll never, there's barely any with the book. And oh my gosh, look at him. I know, look how beautiful. <laughs> oh my goodness. He look. I, I've never seen these pictures before. Oh, I love these headshots. He's giving. He's giving. He's giving. He's giving. Oh my goodness. Girl dinner. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Never played it before. The record's in here and it's just, it's, it's great. And so a record like this, I got this. So again, just talking to the guy at the record store, he had this for sale and ended up giving it to me a lot less than what it was for. And it's just kind of a conversation, talking to someone into I'm here to be a collector and I, you know, I want to start somewhere. Especially the older folks, they're, they're, they're going. So. That is so cool. I and love that. I feel like when I go record shopping, because I usually go to antique stores, I, I never see that Christmas album. I see the other ones, but I've never seen that one. So that is so special that you own that specific one, especially with the picture book in it. Like I didn't even know, I know it had a picture book. So, but in mint condition. Yeah. Usually they're like all kind of torn or something. I actually Perfect. went yesterday to the record shop, like, and they had that box. They had that. They had the Christmas album, and they wanted two hundred and fifty dollars for it, and it had no book inside. It was torn up, and it was wow, no horrible condition. So just to tell you, like, it's a it, there's stuff, and you just. You just kind of, kind of dig a little, a little bit here or there, but um, your phone's your biggest asset as well. So you can always look stuff up, throw, throw it back to folks like myself or maybe Elvis Presley Boulevard Pawn Shop. They're, we're willing to like help out whatever you need. It's, it's a cool amazing. Thing. Yeah. So do you have um, going back to the Japanese ones that you just bought literally today? Yeah. Um, do yeah. you have something to play those on? I do. I have a record player. I actually, it's on, it's in my room. It's a eight hundred dollar set i just put together actually wow i want you're prepared yeah i I didn't want to play the records until i had something that was qualified enough to listen to it and when you play those you need to send us a video and we would love to post that absolutely that's amazing rochester's a a clunky old 80 city so it's a very big music mecca and so um a lot of the record shops out here they'll just the guy gave me the receiver. It's like an animal receiver. He's like, just have it, kid. I want you to start a collection up. And it's like, just talk to people. 
It's my oh, I love that. Yeah. It's all about building connections in the community. That's so good. Of course. Mm-hmm. So always. good. Yes. Well, we, oh. before we go, we always mm-hmm. ask one question every single interview. And we ask, yep. what is your Elvis fixation of the week? As so, fans, I yes. feel like we every week we always fixate on something Elvis and it changes. It could be a movie scene, it could be a song, it could be a jumpsuit he wears, it could be something that he did in a song. Um, and like for example, our first ever fixation, mine was the girls, 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 um, end scene of the movie where he sings girls, girls, girls. I just was obsessing, I was literally watching the scene over and over and over and over again. And Victory's was his chest hair. So, <laughs> what? What is your fixation of the week, Gloria? His clothing swatches. Uh, oddly enough, so I showed you how we have the envelope, obviously, for this, right? Um, mm-hmm. I went to the record shop yesterday, and the guy gave me the swatch, but he didn't have the envelope. So I have an extra swatch. Of oh, my gosh. So I'm just, just trying there, to- Just like, there, like, like you're holding it. Oh yeah, I don't have an envelope for it, so I have to go online and buy one. So I've just been—I've been going to every record shop now, digging through these boxes, trying to find the the, the envelope. This might um, sound weird. Does it have a smell to it? It smells old. It okay, smells, it like... smells vintage. <laughs> yes. I was like, does it, it smells... smell like Elvis? <laughs> I, I've always wanted to tie those shirts back. So another thing I've wanted to do is be like, where did this shirt specifically? Because we have so many pictures of him, we have to know where these came from. Um. But the other fixation I'd say is Rockahula. I've been hearing that damn song all week, and I've oh, been going that one's so good all day. I've been going Rockahula yes. so much. It is me too. It, that was one of them that um I I was first obsessed with as well. Like love Rockahula. I love that album completely. Nice. Like, oh, like, no, I love that album so much. Yep, yep, yep. And then like, I got this one today. Date with Elvis. Slice and Sand. Oh, nice. Wait, let me see the front cover. Did, is oh, that the jacket so that I saw? Is that the jacket I saw at yep. Hard Rock? <gasps> that probably is. Oh my gosh, go. look at him. That's crazy. That's a sweet boy. Yep. Oh, and beautiful it's, man. Really, it's um, it's it's a great to get into. It's not uh, collecting, if I could say. It's not hard to just do your research and. Do what makes you happy, right? If you want to collect posters, collect posters. If you want to collect t-shirts, collect t-shirts. If you want to collect vinyls, collect vinyls. But don't let anybody tell you what you want to collect. And it's you. It's your personality. Like, people come in this in my office. I want them to feel at home. I want them to feel like, um, you know, like giving you a big hug, you know? So. No, mm-hmm. That's so sweet. I know. Okay, Victor, what's your fixation of the week? Okay, I'm going to have to show it. I don't know how to describe it because it's That's that fine. photo, that photo you sent me of Elvis. Oh, I don't yes. know where this is oh. from or who this man is, but I love that photo so much. <laughs> so beautiful. Because this literally <laughs> reminds me of like, so we have like, um, like a country bar here where we go line mm-hmm. dancing and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just giving country boy vibes. Like I like yes. I feel like I would be at that country boy line dancing. I would turn around, I would just see him looking at me like that. Like I don't know why. It's crazy to like, show that picture. That it's is, like pure chaos. Man. This is yes. from the same night. Oh it is Oh my god because I also have that picture and I didn't put that together. Oh my gosh. I'm your historian. I'm here. I'm, she knows that of course there was something in the air that night there was something in the air that night i know but look look at his face like i don't there's just something about that picture like he's like full of mischief there's like there's mischief in the eyes like he's up to no good and i'm i'm down for it like you know 
it was so funny because victory like she sent me that picture and it was like really fuzzy and kind of like yeah. different color and i was like just you wait i have a better version of that picture for you and then i sent it to her and it's so clear and crisp and she was like on the phone like oh my god <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. I think, yeah, the other one was not giving what that one was giving. It was yeah. it was this one. Like, it was like, do you see what I mean? Like, there's no clear detail, yeah. but I love seeing the detail in his eyes in that one. He's just tan and, like, musky. Like, he's Sometimes a husky, musky man. Zoom in on his pores, you know? Like, <laughs> my fixation last week was the pores. I was like, I can see his facial features and the creepy guy in the back we don't know who the guy is but which i didn't even oh realize gosh. there was a guy behind him until she pointed that out yeah that's so- <laughs> wicked that's so sky cool was- <laughs> it was random but what's your fixation sky um uh, so my fixation is i had this like moment and it's like not even a <laughs> i just was i was sitting on my desk and i was you know thinking about all this like i always do and I had this moment of thinking of myself in the 50s and like being somewhere that Elvis was and then like him coming in a room and turning and looking me straight in the eyes like 50 like 56 Elvis and I literally felt like my heart stopped and I was like and then I like I like <laughs> came back to reality and I was like I can't do that like I'm gonna give myself a heart attack like it was Why just like <laughs> the thought of Elvis perceiving me is terrifying you know it's like when your favorite celebrity like looks you in the eyes at a concert and you're like don't look at me like that's so scary yeah. <laughs> like don't look at me in the eyes like yeah. you're not allowed to perceive me like I perceive you like stop and so I've I've thought about that a lot this week because I literally just had a moment of like like I felt like my heart like <laughs> to beat. um and then um I've been listening to milky white way a lot this week um because my friend posted it on her story and was like i'm i've been i'm obsessed with this song i have to listen to it all the time and i was like i was like that's a song i've only heard once and so i like put it on again and i was like this is such a good song like it's such a good good song um so i've been listening to that a lot too this week so those are that story of you fantasizing you're like wrong place wrong time i can't be doing this right now i'm like at work and i'm like (laughs) But now you know she, how Priscilla must have felt. She's like, oh, sh- don't look at me. I, gosh. I, I know. know. Can you imagine, like, being at a party and Elvis just looking at you and he's like, come on. Like, I like, like you. No, I literally can't. I can't understand that because to mm-hmm. us, it's like he's not – he's real, but he's not, you know? Like, we yeah. just only know him from photos, pictures, videos – or th- pictures and photos are the same things. And secondhand Videos, encounters. magazines, yep. books, like, everything. You know, we know him from – Two, I think we, we were talking about this victory. We know him as like a 2D thing. And yep, then to see, yeah. to think of him as, as like, like a, a, a three, 4D, 4D, like what 4D, would that be? A person? All the senses, <laughs> all the senses. I don't know. Yeah. Like to see him like fully turn around and like see a human figure body in like, yeah, 3D, 4D, I don't know. Crazy to me, like mind blowing. He's only like a 2D thing that I see. Like he doesn't have dimension to me in my head. Yeah. Craziness. It's craziness. Well, thank you so much, Gloria, for... I know. This was so much fun having you on. on. Yes. Seriously. Seriously. um, We want to get pictures. We will post them on all the socials. Um, Gloria, where can people find you if they want to follow you? Yeah, just me is Gloria. Just my name, Gloria Corlew, K-O-R-L-O-U. It's not something fancy, but um, I post a lot of Elvis stuff, and I'm seeing Priscilla next month, and hopefully... 
Um, my next adventure is going to Toronto because I know Elvis performs there and there's a bunch of cool little spots you can check yes. out. So yes. I want to take some pictures and share those. That'll be what awesome. date are you seeing, Priscilla? It's in September, uh, right? September 15th is the day. Wow. Okay, so by the time this episode's dropping, Gloria will be with Priscilla Presley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find her. No, yes, I will definitely. <laughs> we must guys, support if her. You ever, if you ever have a question about anything mm -hmm. um, collecting-wise, definitely reach out to Gloria. She's a, she's a great asset for you to refer to if you have a question because I know it's very confusing collecting and you yes. want you want any advice you could get so <laughs> yeah I you know agree. yesterday I, I will tell you very briefly I went to a record shop and they had Elvis Presley's pants in there right and they said do you want to buy these and I go where's your COA for these and I look at it and it's literally just a piece of paper from a guy that said Elvis rode in these pants around his lawn and these are his official pants and I go well that does not really tell me much and I don't know who this person is so oh yeah. my gosh was it official that. paper or was it like notebook paper no. it was like an official like like typed out piece of paper but like the person was not like Scotty Moore it was not like a bill yeah. you know somebody it okay. was somebody reputable so I'm like unless it's Graceland or it's somebody who is close friends with yep. Elvis I don't want to so definitely if you have questions you don't know don't be impulsive reach out always ask questions but Literally, we're a big family. Elvis fans need to be a family. And we are. Yes. If we're going to respect what the older generation enjoyed, we have to also act as they did. And we, we all a camaraderie. We all have to be friends. So it's good. A yep. thousand percent. Well, thank I you agree. so much thank again, you Gloria. So much. And Cadillacs, as always, TCB and TLC. Bye, Bye guys. Fam. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs. To connect with us, follow us on our socials at Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs on Instagram and TikTok. And share your Elvis stories and experiences with us at Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs at gmail.com and you may be featured in the next episode. We'll see you next time and for now, TCB and TLC. Bye! Bye! <laughs>